Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. I believe congratulations are in order for you, Jason. Uh, they are? Oh, oh. 100 days, man. That's right. I'm 100 days sober today. That is Woo. what they call a motherfucking milestone. That is. I got a cool hundy. My cool Hyundai. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I, it's going well. It's going really, really well. Excellent. Uh, now, I, I do have a new nickname for you, too, because you are going through some some health issues uh, with mm-hmm. your chemotherapy. How are you feeling yeah. today? Uh, I feel like fucking ass today because I just had my second of four um, uh, infusions yesterday. And generally, the first uh, couple days after that are kind of crap. After that, it's just pills for two weeks and then a week off and the pills weeks are fine. So usually by, I expect I'll feel all right by Sunday, but right now I fucking feel like shit. And, uh, you know, my doc actually just mentioned, oh, by the way, it's kind of cumulative. So, uh, you know, as as you have each of these treatments, it's going to feel worse. Nice of awesome. him to tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Can't wait for three and four. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll but, be looking uh, for a guest host around number four, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm not, it's not so bad. I mean, I, I can tell they give you pills for the nausea that keeps it at bay. And I can, I can fucking tell those things are working hard right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Bit of a headache, tired, uh, tingly, tingly uh, extremities and all that sort of shit. So it's not, it's not fun. Uh, but we truly, at, we truly are grumpy old geeks now. <laughs> as you always say on the show, Jason, uh, beats the alternative. Yes, it does beat the alternative. And uh, I have a new nickname for you. It's actually yeah. an old nickname, but I, I think I'm just going to start calling you Kimosabi. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, the Kimosabi <laughs> will work. Double, double meaning. You get that for another uh, month and a half or so, and then it gets to go away. Thanks. All right. All right. <laughs> it's a Lone Ranger kids. Look it up if you haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what that is. No, that Johnny, Depp, that Johnny Depp movie bombed. So no, oh, God, that was terrible. That yeah. was bad. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, man. So we got a little follow up here. We actually yeah. got a lot of follow up today. Yes, we do. Movie Pass is coming back. Oh, believe it or didn't, not. Didn't we report on this exact thing months ago and then they just never rolled it out? Yeah, there's, they're still okay. rolling. They did a, they did a quick, uh, you can you can sign up for the beta, and it was up for like five minutes before it crashed. It was like <laughs> up, down, boom, done. Right. So they're gonna be they're gonna start rolling it back out again, and uh, they're gonna have four tiers: ten, twenty, thirty, and forty dollars a month. And you get points, and there may be some some Web three involved. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. yeah, how's that gonna go? Mm, fantastic, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens, but. Uh, Trying to strap the same fucking business model on the Titanic over and over again is really... Uh, they lift it up from the sea and they fucking give it a new coat of paint. And uh, yeah, out it goes it again, right into another iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Titanic 2, Electric Boogaloo. All right. <laughs> All right. And I well, found good this luck artic- on that. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. I found this article, I believe it was over at the New York Times, and it's uh, The Real World Costs of the Digital Race for Bitcoin. Now, if you want to hate crypto bros even more than you already do, <laughs> then read this article. It's about the energy usage. And uh, since China shut down most of their Bitcoin uh, mining operations, a lot of people have moved to the U.S. And they've moved closer to electric plants. And they've made deals with the electric plants and the governments, yes. which is really pissing me off. If you read this, you will get very, very angry. 
Yep. Especially the Texas one that uh, they were paid by the taxpayers $18 million to not take any electricity while everybody else was freezing their ass off and the grid was collapsing. I was about to say, if we cast back our minds, didn't their electrical grid collapse when they had mm. slightly cool weather? Yeah, there was a chill in the air and <laughs> boom, everybody died. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of these out there. Read it, get angry, but be warned. Soon you're going to see the same thing from all of these machine learning training farms that are going to be popping up because everybody's training their AIs. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, right, right at the exact same moment that I was writing this, I came across another article over at Ars Technica, The Mounting Human and Environmental Costs of Generative AI, where they lay out exactly what the costs are to actually train these like LLMs yep. and what it's going to take. And, you know, the basically the, the new hellscape that we're looking forward to. I, I got to say, I mean, I, I almost find it comforting that we're actually probably going to kill ourselves before we get to Skynet trying to get to Skynet. Exactly. Yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. Skynet to kill us. We're going to kill ourselves trying to get there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's the way it's going to play out Awesome. at this point. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good article. It has graphs and everything. And uh, here's the thing, though. This, the generative AIs, the LLMs, and the GPTs and all that – all those shenanigans that are going on right there, they at least have some kind of fucking benefit, whereas crypto has zero benefit as a yeah. negative benefit unless you're a profiteer or a fucking criminal. So, no, I 100% I you know. agree with that. A lot of these generative AI tools are actually useful um, and, and good and getting better all the time until it kills us. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, these things are useful. Crypto, fucking NFTs. What, who cares? I, I know three people left that care. Three. Yeah. And they're hanging on to that fucking boat for dear life. Boy, are <laughs> they, they pushing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. GM, everybody. I'm like, yeah. seriously? Seriously? I mean, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Tesla last week about how their employees were sharing videos and photos from uh, yep. actual Tesla automobiles. Well, of course, cue the class action lawsuit. Yep. Yep. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't yeah, and this is a class action lawsuit on behalf of anyone who owned or leased a Tesla since 2019. So that's a that's a lot of Tesla owners, like yeah, almost all of them. That's all of Southern California. <laughs> that's, that is all of my Whole Foods, I can yeah. guarantee. All of my Whole Foods. Oh, Whole Foods will be uh, bumping up the prices again because uh, everybody's going to be flush. Hey, but I hear eggs are going down. So oh, we're safe. We're safe. Okay. The vegans don't care, though. So that's even better for us. Yeah. Uh, I noticed this week, and it, it is very funny. And tell me if I'm wrong here. Anytime you see a news article that mentions Twitter, it is either Elon Musk's Twitter or the Elon Musk-owned platform. Or uh, Twitter has become synonymous with Elon Musk. So it is now not just Twitter. It is Elon Musk's Twitter, at least in the news articles that I've been reading. What, what do well, you think? Why wouldn't it be when he basically bought the platform and then force-fed his tweets down everybody's throats? He changed the algorithm so we all had to see his stupid posts. So I guess he put it is the fucking then. Dogecoin. He replaced the Twitter <laughs> thing with his bullshit Dogecoin. It's a hundred percent accurate, and it's accurate even legally, Jason. I don't know if you saw this, but in a court filing on Tuesday, April fourth, Twitter Incorporated quietly revealed a major development. It no longer exists. There is no Twitter Inc. They are currently being sued by right-wing provocateur Laura Loomer, who is a nutbag, but accused it of federal violation of violating federal racketeering laws when it banned her account. She has a Twitter account again, and her, she has an absurd lawsuit. But 
As a defendant, Twitter had to submit corporate disclosure statements to the court. Twitter Inc. has been merged into X Corp and no longer exists. See, not only has Elon ruined Twitter, he has <laughs> ruined the letter X. You know, X used to be cool. We are Generation X. Now, X is Elon? No, no, no. I think I think we need to stage a revolt. <laughs> so X, revolt. X Corp is the long-held name that he has had since he first got flushed with his PayPal cash and decided yeah. he needed to get on the super app train, which is never going to happen in the States. I, I get why it has in other places because of a lot of government restrictions and generally yeah, in autocratic communism. countries. Uh, so, hey, maybe there's a chance. We have elections coming up. You never know. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, so then perhaps he has got ahead of the game. Always, you know, 12-step chess ahead of us, right? Right? Oh, that's right. Intergalactic, <laughs> interdimensional chess. So, yes, this is the cornerstone of what he hopes to be able to do with his fucking sunk billions. Um, so we'll see. Okay. But, yeah, okay. Twitter no longer exists. It is not a company. It is a it is a website name only. That's it. Yep. So we we have some other news, uh, and this is a, so a little bit of follow up, but also case in point. This article starts out: Elon Musk's Twitter Inc. has changed its its description tag for National Public Radio to government funded media from state affiliated media, which we covered last week. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of news about this one, yeah. and would you like to take it from here, Brian? I mean, it's more just Elon being Elon. He sends defund NPR, and then of course all the tweets coming back at him going, um, SpaceX, <laughs> Tesla took billions in government subsidies. You fucking hypocrite. If NPR had taken as much money as they had, they would be in business until way past Skynet. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, NPR ditched it. Uh, I saw today that PBS is leaving. Now, my thought is is beyond just uh, Elon here. Elon is just one facet of this. We, we've, we've been talking about how we're in a culture war for a long time. We are now in a fucking hot culture war. I think we were in a cold culture war before. Now it's gone hot. This is there. I mean, we've got Bud Light. We've got fucking Ted. Who, who the hell blew up a Kid Rock? You know, I'm just I'm trying to think of all these like and Travis Tritt, like these completely irrelevant old fucks that got pissed off because, uh, you know, Bud Light made a deal with a trans influencer and, and made her a special can. And she drank it on TikTok, which I guess Kid Rock's on TikTok. So he saw it and then he bought a bunch. Uh, this is the best thing. He bought a bunch of Bud Light so he could shoot it. I, Kid I, I, Rock, I, I, Kid Rock, you're an <laughs> asshole. Now I'm going to sell you a bunch of CDs of our podcast so you can destroy it. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I, I, so we're in full-on culture war, and Elon Musk has taken Twitter to the right. And so now all the people on the left, he's driving them out because it's a culture war now. That That's what we're in. It is, it is left versus right. It's the loonies on both sides, but the loonies are running the asylum. So there you go. Uh, but he's a free speech warrior, Brian. Not anymore. That was a load of shit. <laughs> that was a load of shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, did you see the thing where he uh, whited out the W on the Twitter sign to make it titter? <sighs> just, a, just a fucking, fucking 12. juvenile asshole. He's 12 years old. My, my son makes funnier jokes and he's six. I know. I know. Uh, he's a child with a nuclear weapon. That's pretty <sighs> much it. Uh, speaking of children... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pregnant Elizabeth Holmes. I think she's yeah. still pregnant, right? I don't know. At least know. last I checked. Uh, could you be checked? Wrong. <laughs> well, last I read about it. I didn't go over to her house and say, hey, still in the oven there? Poking a tummy. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello in there. <laughs> Little fraudster, come on out. 
Uh, well, she's uh, she's appealing, uh, of course, her sentence, you know, because she's supposed to go to jail. Um, she's supposed to go to jail on April 27th. And uh, apparently she's like, can I just stay at home while we do the appeal? And the judge goes, no. Yeah, I love I love that the lawyer basically said, oh, you remember that time she bought a one way ticket to Mexico? That was just bold. It wasn't an attempt to flee. <laughs> it was pretty fucking bold. Yeah, pretty fucking bold. Oh, my God. Good. Oh, Good. Yeah. The sooner she's in jail, the better. Yeah. Can we get uh, Sam Bankman freed to drive her so he can yeah. go too? Yeah, they can perp walk him together. Although apparently FTX has magically found over $7 billion in liquid assets oh, yeah, hiding, so they're in, coming hiding back. in the mattresses. They're coming back. <laughs> Just what we uh, want. Don't call it a comeback, Brian. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Hi, we failed and lost all your money before. Give us money. And I think, was it the, the, one of the lawyers said the dumpster fire is now over? Like literally said that. <laughs> it was one of, one of the FTX people. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's still some members there. Yeah. No, it, it, you can only bring back FTX if they, if they headquartered on Fire Island. Oh, by the way, that's also coming back. Seriously. That guy, the, I can't remember his name right now because I was not prepared for this story because I thought it was <laughs> too asinine to put in the show. But now that we're talking about it, the guy that went to jail for uh, the fire Festival is bringing it back and doing fire Festival too. And this time he's convinced it's going to go well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. He just really wants to go back to jail. He liked the three hots and a cot. I think perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better um, than anybody got that went to that festival. That's true. He got better treatment in prison than any of the influencers got on that fucking yeah, island. He got fed and had a place to sleep. None of them did. Nope. Better than a cheese sandwich. Prison 2.0. <laughs> um, we do have an arrest in the killing of Bob Lee from yeah. uh, San Francisco. This is good. Uh, Nemo Momini. Or, uh, yeah, Momini. I'm going to go with Momini. Nemo Momini uh, has, was arrested yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of info coming out about this guy. He apparently, you know, hanging around with crypto people, you're going to be a bullshit artist. So it sounds like a lot of what he did was about his, around his businesses was bullshit. We don't know why he killed him, but I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough. My um, guess it probably involves a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I think maybe Bob should have brought his wallet instead of the cash app. So yeah. he could have just paid the guy, but yeah, we'll too see. Soon, but, too uh, soon? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> no, this it's, it's it's a really shitty tragedy. Um, from everything I know, Bob was an okay guy, so no reason for this shit. You know, nerds don't do this. We don't do this. We <laughs> dox. Do we days. dox. <laughs> we dox. That's it. Come on. Right. Although we got some some pretty shitty stories coming up in security. Oh, I'm sorry. The dark side with Dave. We got shitty stories coming up. Isn't that our show? It's right on the tin. It's like the one person that complained last week. Yeah. Just letting you know. Trigger warning. In the news. I love Scotland, Brian. It's my favorite country on the planet. If I had one place to live for the rest of my life, I would move to the highlands of Scotland. Okay. Now, that said, Scotland is now rolling out driverless bus service. Now, okay. They're saying that uh, this project will be the world's first full-size self-driving public bus service. Because uh, it was a it was a joke running around like well we've got self driving buses everywhere they're saying this it's because it's a full size self driving bus that is better <laughs> okay. oh great it's let's bigger. add some tonnage yeah yes. let's add some fucking tonnage look so, uh, I I love Scotland as much as you do I particularly love Edinburgh and uh, yes. been there a couple times uh, I have to say from my memories uh, of being there and taking a taxi where the taxi driver was drunker than I was, which is impressive considering That's how drunk Scotland. I was. Uh, maybe <laughs> autonomous bus, not so bad. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but what I love here is it's a, a quote unquote self-driving bus, but it takes three staffers to run it. There will so be not, two. But they're not driving, Jason. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not driving. We have two staff members and a safety driver, quote right. unquote. A safety driver will sit in the driver's seat and monitor the technology. It plays the Jesus take the wheel song and then he has to put his hands on the... <laughs> I, I think they need the proclaimers playing 500 miles in the back of it because you're going to be walking that far. Yeah, this much. thing fails. Uh, it's a 14 mile route that it's on, so uh, we'll see. We'll see right. how this goes. But I just it's it's just damn funny. Come on, yeah, I probably should have put this one in follow up because I, I'm I just but we had a pretty big follow up section anyways. Remember uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago where Google was announcing their climate initiatives and it was basically tree or not. Where yes, they were, where not, they were yes. using AI to look at photos of whether there are trees or not yes. in areas. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just kind of said, can't we come up with better uses of technology than taking pictures and calling it tree or not AI? <laughs> NASA is. All right. This is pretty good, actually. They are launching an innovative air quality monitoring instrument into a fixed rotation orbit around Earth. The tool is called TEMPO, which stands for Tropospheric Emissions Monitoring of Pollution Instrument. And it keeps an eye on, on a handful of harmful airborne pollutants in the atmosphere, such as nitrogen dioxide, formaldehyde, and ground-level ozone, which are the chemicals that are in a building box of smog. Now, this is great because it's actually, like, really cool. It's a significant improvement to existing technologies as current measurements are conducted within areas of 100 square miles. This can basically go neighborhood to neighborhood, giving a comprehensive view of pollution from both macro and micro levels. Yay! Cool. This is cool. (laughs) Yes. NASA doing NASA shit. I like it. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Not you, Elon. Yeah, we need to talk to them about their acronym department, though. Tropospheric Emissions Monitoring of Pollution Instrument is not Tempo. It's Tempi. (laughs) Tempify. All right. Uh, Well, we do have a new director over at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Mackenzie Listrup was uh, sworn in. And, of course... She swore in and, you know, people were like, hey, that's not a Bible. It was Carl Sagan's pale blue dot. Slow clap. Yep. Well done. Well done. So she made it. She made a statement here. She says, like many astronomers and space scientists, my passion started with watching Carl Sagan's cosmos on public television as a child. Sagan worked very hard to make science accessible and meaningful to everyone. And Pale Blue Dot emphasizes the importance of exploring our universe and understanding our home planet. Given its personal significance to me and how its message resonates with the work we do at NASA Goddard on behalf of the world, it felt apropos to include in the ceremony. Fuck yeah. You go, Mackenzie. I like that. Yep. Got some transparency news over in the world of AI here. Google's Bard, also known as the little tiny stepbrother that can't do anything (laughs) right in the AI world. (laughs) runner-up. But they are doing something good. They, they they are doing an experiments update page to let the, to try to be transparent about the updates that they're making to the system as it goes along. How exactly you're transparent to a completely untransparent process is beyond me, but at least they're making the attempt, which nobody else is. So that's a good step, and I'd like to see everybody adopt it. You yeah, know, well. yield blog update board. <laughs> Bring back the blog. And you can, you can even have it. your it own system write, write it. Yes, yeah, exactly. it should write itself. <laughs> Today, I took one more step to taking over the world. All right. Yes. Uh, Vimeo is in the news for an AI, they call it AI-related biometric privacy lawsuit. I think it's just a privacy lawsuit. Uh, What they were doing was they had this uh, platform called Magisto. 
And what it did was when you uploaded a photo, it would do the biometrics on the photo and use those biometrics to compare your face to other faces and all that kind of stuff in the right. in the future. Well, they forgot that Illinois is not a place you can have that kind of stuff going on. So they got slapped with a two and a quarter million dollar fine for uh, actually doing that. Um, I don't think you get that unless you lived in Illinois during when this was happening and right. used the app. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, you know. That's, Step in the right uh, direction. Surprisingly, Illinois, out of all the states that I would have picked besides <laughs> Arkansas uh, for privacy, you know, biometric privacy laws, didn't see it coming. But, you know, this is this is another big one. Facebook got sl- – I'm sorry, Meta got slammed for it uh, as well and, you know, yeah. any port in a storm. I suppose so. Uh, next story, this is done the rounds a little bit and this is definitely a bit of a misleading headline, which I, I'm not a fan of. It's or at least a salacious headline. Twitter circles is broken, revealing nudes not meant for the general public. Now, you could have just stopped at Twitter is broken, which yeah. then gets you to the point of what the fuck are you doing distributing your nudes on a system that you know is broken? And if you're a Twitter circle <laughs> user, you're kind of a Twitter power user and should know what the hell's going on. And this was just poor choice on your part. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a bit of a salacious headline because that, that only ha- there's only one case of anybody coming out and saying that. The real issue is Twitter circles, which are supposed to be private spaces that you can only, you only invite or you can make them public. There's, it can go both ways, but you can make them private and you can only invite certain people, which is what this person whose nudes were disseminated did they had instead of using something silly like oh i don't know uh some sort of double encrypted mms uh, messaging system that most people use for this sort of thing that have a brain or uh, only fans or only fans if you were selling but i don't think this person was it was they were they were proud of their boudoir photos and wanted to share it with some of their friends and the issue here is that the algorithm is pulling things from Twitter circles, whether they're private or not, and putting them in the For You feed, <laughs> which is where this person's nudes ended up. And again, only one person has come forward about nudes, but a lot of people have noticed that things that they have been doing, updates they've been making in private circles, are showing up publicly in the For You feed. Did John McAfee's you know demise not teach us anything about using Twitter for nefarious nefarious purposes? Come no, the only on. thing that I learned was that you can use panties as a mask in a pinch. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And his mustache probably smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of making Twitter just fucking work again, uh, you know, wasn't it just last week, Brian, that Elon signed on for the, hey, we got to slow down AI for six months, man, so we can just figure out what's going on? I'm not going crazy, right? No, except he we all knew that. the subtext there was, we've got to slow down AI development so I can catch up. Exactly. Which comes the news. Elon Musk is moving forward with a new generative AI project at Twitter after purchasing thousands of GPUs, 10,000 of them, roughly 10,000 of them. Um, Yeah. So do as I say, not as I do. Right. Pretty much what it comes down to. Fucking Elon. (sighs) There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the last bit of news I've got here is the FTC has fined a supplement maker Six hundred thousand dollars for review hijacking Amazon listings. Okay. Between 2020 and 2021, Bountiful abused a feature of Amazon to make it seem like some of its newer supplements had higher product reviews and ratings than they did in reality. The way they basically did this is, you know, there are variants that you can set up for your products. Yes. They're just supposed to, the the whole intent of a variant was you got a t-shirt, it comes in blue, green, purple, orange, whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's your variants. It comes different sizes, different qualities or flavors. What they did is basically they had an old product say a vitamin C supplement that was highly reviewed and rated. 
So it shows up in searches more often. If mm -hmm. you launch a new product, i.e. their newer, more expensive thing that is exactly the same product, come on, guys, admit it. We all fucking know it's exactly the same. It's not new and approved. It's the exact same motherfucking thing. But mm -hmm. you launch a new product and it's got none of those reviews or ratings, then it's going to be lower down in the search algorithm. So they basically stuck all the new stuff in the variants of the old one and then add it linked to the new things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of sounds like beating the system to me yeah that doesn't sound like it should be i mean there's enough shenanigans going on on amazon right now that yeah. this is kind of like weird i think it's clever yeah <laughs> but they consider it listing abuse uh why amazon didn't take unilateral action and had the ftc had to step in is a little bit beyond me yeah seriously this is uh like I said, there's enough fraud and bullshit going on on amazon that i guess <laughs> i don't know this somebody you know what here's what happened somebody a bountiful pissed somebody off at the ftc at, at, in congress some congress's yeah. congressman's son got some you know didn't get disease. jacked from the supplements yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah i'm not swole dad do something about this i'm not swole because i laid on the couch and ate pizza but i'm taking these supplements come on man yeah that's exactly it got it <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Media Candy. Before we begin, I want to let you know this will be spoilerific. So what we're going to do is in the background, while we are talking about spoilers, you will hear the gentle hum of the USS Enterprise just thrumming along. So if you want to fast forward and skip past the spoilers, because we're going to have spoilers for Succession and Picard and maybe something else. That might involve that wonderful Enterprise you'll be hearing the thrum from. So we're going to just leave it as... Just going to put that there, so... We're, let, let us begin, Brian. But yes, fast forward if you don't want any spoilers for Succession or Picard or anything else that we may talk about. Honestly, in the next we few should minutes. make it easier. Just skip Media Candy. But I, this is just so they can do it without looking and they can okay. hear in the background. That's that's my goal here. So you can one hand it. They can one hand it just just like Pornhub. Some good production value going on here. That's right, man. That's we're professionals. <laughs> So, out of the gate, I want to say thank you very much to Adam and Frankie for having me on the Labors of Hercule podcast about the adventure of the cheap flat. It was a blast. We talked for way longer than the actual episode was, which is what a good podcast about TV should do, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, good reactions to it as well. So, thank you for everybody who listened to it and uh, sent me notes about it. So, uh, go check it out if you haven't. Link will be in the show notes. All right. We were really bored and couldn't find anything to watch on TV, so we found Iceberg Slim, Portrait of a Pimp on Amazon Prime. You know there's these things called books? Uh, well, Iceberg Slim did write books, which I'll talk about in a couple weeks when I finish the books he wrote. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, it's a fantastic little documentary uh, that was put together by Ice-T, because Ice-T used Iceberg Slim as his role model growing up. Surprise, surprise. Also, my lunch. I had an iceberg lettuce with salad and some iced tea. There you go. See, it all comes together. It's healthy. It yeah. is healthy television. But it was, a re I mean, it was just a really solid little documentary about somebody I didn't know much about. Um, so well worth well worth the watch an hour and a half. All right. I also somebody I didn't know much about is Steve Aoki, which I'm sure you do because you're in that world, I guess. Yeah, not a fan. See, I'm, I don't know his music. I don't know anything about him. It was a good documentary, though. Mm -hmm. I, I, I enjoyed the documentary. The guy has a work ethic. I'll give him that. He, he does. does have one. Hell of a he, fucking work ethic. He's a Nepo baby. He works very hard. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty decent little documentary. I mean, All if right. you go into it not liking him, then you'll probably have that same reaction coming out of it. I went in not knowing a damn thing about him. So I, I think for out, me, his music is okay, but I was, uh, I'm was i an OG raver, so I definitely came out of the peace and love man rave environment, and he's kind of a dick. Okay. So. I don't think you get to be that big without being a dick. Just knowing, I mean, we in that world you can. Okay, in that world maybe, but did most of the really successful people I know, there's a lot of dick in them. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> to get that big, you gotta gotta have a lot of dick <laughs> in you. <laughs> Liberace, Elton John. Okay, okay, enough, enough. Freddie Mercury. Uh, the documentary is called "I'll Sleep When I'm Dead." It's on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Perry Mason Season 2 is back with Matthew Rise, our favorite guy from the Americans. Uh, I've watched the first episode. Um, love it so far. I, I, I just love the style of that show. I think it, it's, it's a it's on our to-do list that someday we'll get to. Speaking of the Americans, though, yesterday, I think my wife pointed out to me, because she always gets these, like, uh, reads these articles, seven years ago yesterday, the first episode of The Americans aired. That's so funny, because we were talking about it last night, about what we want to go back and rewatch. Because mm -hmm. it's like, there's just, we like going back and just checking out old series. Like, you know, we did that with Queen of the South during the pandemic. Yeah, and I did that uh, with West Wing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're tossed up right now because we like bad TV. So um, it's a it's a toss up right now between Burn Notice and The Americans. So, but I, now now that I know, I think I think we might do maybe we'll yeah, do good toggle TV. back and forth. Good The Americans. Yeah, The Americans was so damn good. It was. I can't believe they haven't brought it back with the the daughter yet. You know, because they oh, set it up. They've perfectly. talked about it. I I kind of hope they don't. But you know. Yeah, I don't either because she was one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, she was a whiny little whiner. Yeah, who, what was the son's name that they could never find? Oh God. Well, they never found him. That's I don't remember the name. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. But every episode, they're like, where's what's his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's funny. get to the elephant in the room. Succession. All right, Succession. I, I am more interested in talking about what you put in about Succession than the episode itself. I will say that was uh, that was an uh, that was an Emmy winning polishing performance by all involved. Um, they're going to sweep. There's no doubt about it. The only way they can lose is they'll all be up against each other. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's kind of it. Every, like, the entire cast is up for best supporting. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is, this was episode three, and Brian Cox is now gone. So yes. the yes. way that they did it was, was fairly, I mean, it was extraordinarily interesting. I mm -hmm. did listen to the HBO Succession podcast, and why fucking, oh, why did you pick Kara fucking Swisher to be the she's fucking she's a super host? fan. She's a super fan of the show. And she, okay, now... Name. Here, here's the here's the, the this is a double edged sword. I loved the Last of Us podcast. It was so well done. Mm -hmm. The the thing with this one, I listened to the episode. I, I listened to the podcast episode about this because I just had to fucking know. And Brian Cox is on it. Um, she did a fucking good job. God damn it, she's good <laughs> really in her interviews. <laughs> yeah, when, when she can break out of her, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what because the, the, she's stuck in that with with because I know she claims to be the biggest tech reporter out there. She doesn't understand a lot of tech, which is why she's always on, on the podcast that we all listen to, Pivot. That's why she's always like, I, I, I don't know, because she doesn't know. No, well, I mean that's a, that's well, that's the sign of an interviewer. An interview asks questions. I mean that's the bread and butter of an interviewer. You just have to know which questions to ask. Yeah, but she's she not goes, interviewing Scott Galloway. That's an opinion no. podcast. That's why I don't listen to that show anymore. I can't yeah. stand it anymore. Um, yeah. I, I really couldn't. It was always a hate listen because I like Scott a little bit, but then he's just a fucking lunatic now. Um, anyway, let's get back to the let's bring okay. wrangle it back here. Uh, it was really good. Brian Cox was fantastic on it. Um, but the, <laughs> oh, on the podcast, I was like, on the, what did he? He didn't do shit on the no, episode. no, no, not on the episode. <laughs> on the episode, he just laid uh, there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the thing is here, talking. This is I put this thing at the beginning of this episode about spoilers because the New York Times, not just the New York Times, Jason. Oh, pretty much everybody shit the bed on this. Absolutely shit the fucking bed. You'd Vulture think had rest in peace, uh, Logan. The day before the episode aired, I'm so fucking what? sick of people getting the fucking people get people get the advanced screeners, and it's everywhere immediately. Everybody has to beat everybody to having the story. You guys are ruining everything on the internet. Everything, not just a session got spoiled for me. Picard got spoiled for me, and I'm not even looking for stories. I'm just reading news. 
You people cannot run a fucking headline without giving away the big bits. You just yeah. can't anymore. Fuck no. you. That's, I, I mean, I, I try and stay away from it. I didn't get spoiled on any of them this week, so I got I got lucky, I guess. Yeah. Um, I almost flew to San Francisco and punched David Teeter in the mouth because he loves to text at 6.45 after he watches Picard right when it comes out, which is like 45 minutes before I watch it. And I'm just like, fuck like, you. Even if people don't get the advanced screeners, who are these people that are up at midnight when episodes drop and then have to talk about it for the next 12 hours without sleeping? People online. with no fucking lives and just just narcissistic little shit. And they're, they're always shut like, up. You should just get off the internet until you can watch the show. I work no, on no, the no, internet. No, 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 you get off. Yeah, exactly. You go fuck yourself and get you off put, the internet. Your headline is name of show spoiler alert. That's your headline. Then I don't have to mm -hmm. click on it. And you don't and show a picture of Logan dead. And you put it below the fucking fold. Yes. Below the fucking fold. That New it's York Times article hard. right there. Yeah. No. Ugh, drives me fucking mad. But anyway, fantastic episode. And I do recommend listening to the podcast episode about it because the writers explain why they did what they did. And, I, and, and I'm glad they did because it's what I wanted. I, I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's gone because what, I, what I'm fascinated by is what the fuck is going to happen. It's, well, we got seven episodes happen? about that. So Yeah. I, I could have used maybe three. But. In my, yeah, I think three <laughs> probably would have covered it. In my opinion, uh, the, the fragile alliance between the siblings is going to spiral out of control. Yeah, I think Roman is going to come out on top. Just Me that's too. my feeling, that's but it's the way it's just got to go. Yeah. yeah. By the way, he was really good on uh, the Hot Ones this week. I watched that. He was he was okay. pretty good on it. And I've got to say, as I, I I agree with you, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic episode. Possibly the best episode they've aired so far. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it would have been like if Logan's Roy's death came as a surprise to me. See, that's it was great. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it was fantastic. Because uh, I, I at least knew that the internet was going batshit insane over it. And I'm like, okay, something big's happening. And then I'm watching it with, with my friend. And she's just like, oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's a test. It's a test. I'm like, pretty fucking sure he's dead. Oh, okay, Roman. <laughs> uh, so, exactly. Yeah, she was playing Roman. And I was, I don't know. I guess Ken, the one giving him chest compressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that was just fucking insane. But uh well, we got some uh, some big insider news. Uh, sh uh, HBO Max is getting a much needed reboot, which I agree with. It's it's been kind of weird. However, Max, mm -hmm. let's see. You have two properties here. You've got HBO, which is known for prestige films and and some of the best TV that's been produced in the past couple decades. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Cinemax. Also known colloquially as Skinamax. Skinamax. <laughs> known for 15-year-olds staying up a little bit late and jacking it off on the parents' couch. The Red Shoe Diaries, Emmanuel in Space. Uh, <laughs> so which one are you going to name it after? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I love this. Trung Fan on Twitter had the, had the greatest response, I think. Time Warner is renaming its streaming service HBO Max to Max. It's a good move. The HBO brand is associated with some of the worst content ever. The Sopranos, The Wire, Band of Brothers, Game of Thrones, Carb Your Enthusiasm, Veep, Deadwood, and Silicon Valley. Good riddance. Although I would Take say issue Silicon, with that Silicon Valley, <laughs> Silicon Valley, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> I can do without. And I never saw Veep, but uh, but the Veep rest of it dead on. <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah, let's oh, this is going to go down in history as one of those stupidest moves ever. This is this is oh, what is it? The, the, this is the AOL Time Warner deal yeah, right here. Pretty much, it's it's just uh, whatever. It's just so, such bad branding. Yeah. Oh well, all right, nice knowing you. Is what HBO. it is. Yep, <laughs> yeah, fun. Uh, Picard. Picard. 
uh, we have uh, slid into the last two hours of the next generation we will ever get. Unless they get their legacy and they do a bunch of cameos all the time. Or unless they all die. Or unless they all die, which uh, somehow I doubt. I think we had our big shock (laughs) death in this episode. Uh, This was just riveting. Like, could not take my eyes off the show the whole time. So many great little beats. It does feel like it's all getting wrapped up a little too neatly and too quickly. But that, that the death scene, I was just like shaking. I was like, oh, give me a fucking break. That was so bad. That, I'm sorry. That was cheese to the nth degree. Well, it's oh. Star Trek. True, true. <laughs> true. I, I, I should take my own advice and just go with it. But yeah, man, I think I was you should just, just like, go with it. By I'm like, far. I, I'm just saying, I'm like, he's going to call her seven of nine. I know what I know. What he yeah, does. Of course. Like, Fuck of you. course. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's Star Trek, Jason. Come on. Yeah. Uh, by far, though, the thing that came out of left field for me, the mic drop moment of the next generation of all time. Do you get can you guess what my absolute favorite moment and line of the whole show was? Um. I, there's so many. Go ahead. Just tell they me. get back on the original, the 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 season one Star Trek <laughs> it, Next Generation Enterprise. It looks smaller than I remember. <laughs> no. Now Picard saying, "Now that I've gotten us all together and we're yeah. here again, I'm reminded of what I've missed the most: the carpet. Carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. No, everything uh, about it was great. And, and the and the throwback to the Enterprise Z works like it wasn't my fault. <laughs> It's so good. Just great all around. So I'm I'm really sad that there's only an hour left to go, but uh, there you are. They they set up the big baddie. They've got all the chess pieces in place. And somehow seven people are going to pull off uh, saving the galaxy once again against everybody lined up against them. Well, actually, it's going to be the sun. The sun's going to go rogue against the Borg and save everybody. Yeah, one for the road though. I'm 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 yep. in. I'm yep. I'm all in. It's just so much fun. I even texted texted uh Dieter back. I'm like I just think I got a fan boner. <laughs> I'm I'm actually <laughs> thrilled because by next Thursday I'll be able to have uh have some of my little bit of alcohol that I'm allowed, so I'll be pouring out a glass of wine for my final Star Trek next generation experience. <laughs> yeah, well I won't, but uh you, yeah. you have two for me. <laughs> well, two might be pushing it. <laughs> okay. Uh a little bit more Star Trek news. You can get everything now in 4K HDR. Gone. Everything except my favorite Deep Space 9 and uh they're never going to do that one. I, know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I don't know. I don't know, but it's my favorite and uh you're also not going to get Voyager, which yeah, I don't care. Yeah, no big loss. No care. No. But I can't believe they did Enterprise before Voyager. Enterprise. No, I'm a little yeah. surprised by that too. Actually, Voyager is a much better show than Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just could not do Enterprise at all. Yeah, so that's it for our Star Trek news. All right. So let's move on to Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch is getting a third and final season. Second season, like I said, not so great, but they did have an excellent two two episode uh, season finale. So I, I they hooked me enough to want to know what's going to happen. So we'll find out. And uh, they're bringing Star Wars Return of the Jedi back to theaters on April 28th. How cool is that? You can go. Which version? Oh, damn. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. If it's the redone one, I'll pass. If it's the original, I'm there. It's probably the redone one. Yeah, of course it is. Yep. (sighs) Oh, well. Uh, on this trailers did come out with Avatar: The Way of Water. And I am uh, so uninterested in Avatar: The Way of Water. I don't even care to watch this. This was hard to watch for me because I was that uninterested. <laughs> I was absolutely that uninterested in it. And uh, so it saved, saved me three hours. Uh, I, I, seriously, no desire whatsoever to watch it. It's, yeah, I know how bad none. it's going to be. I, I do not care. 
at no. all. I don't need to see anything settled in the Avatar world. The only thing I might possibly do that's related to Avatar ever is if I end up in Disney World in Florida, I might go on the Avatar ride because I've heard it's actually really good. Oh, that looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I would, but but I, yeah. like, I don't give a shit who any of the characters are and won't care. I just go for the, the ride. So Yep. That's pretty much it. But something I am looking forward to, The Continental from the world of John Wick. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a three-part event. They're calling it an event, not a miniseries, because okay. mm -hmm. God, God forbid you call it what it is, uh, coming in September 2023 to Peacock, of all fucking places. Uh, <laughs> this is a prequel back in the 70s that gives you the history of The Continental. I have not seen John Wick 4 yet. So um, I got fingers crossed on that. But John Wick movies are just John Wick movies. Lots of yep. gun fu. Yep. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to John Wick getting released on, you know, streaming or at yep. least somebody getting a good copy that they torrented. <laughs> All the torrented <laughs> copies suck. But I'm looking forward to this. So the trailer is pretty good. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, we were having a bit of a discussion over on our Discord channel about music after I had given a couple of the new bands and we talked about the Cranes and then people were saying, oh, these are all great. And then we were talking a little bit about the difference in in uh, our, you and I, my musical taste. And I thought it was interesting in a, in a case of, we haven't used this term in a while, the, the big magnet or the great magnet. Uh, as soon as we had finished that discussion, the newest episode of the Ongoing History of New Music podcast by Alan Cross that I listened to religiously came out with their new episode, which is a history of your music, Jason, the history of skate punk. Sort of is. Sort I listened of. to it. I listened to it. Um, they don't mention many of the, the – or at least one of the most influential bands in skate punk, which is The Faction, which was uh, had Steve Caballero on guitar. Um they did the song Skate and Destroy, which I think you hear a little nugget of in there somewhere. But they focus a lot more on the the bigger bands like The Offspring, which everybody hated. If you had a skateboard, you fucking hated <laughs> The Offspring, period. Um, I did see them live at Riot Fest one year. They were pretty good, but they were not skate punk in, in our book. So yeah. anyway, it was a good episode, though. Yeah. They covered, I mean, they they covered did, too you know, much history, I think. It's not going to be the super deep dives that name check everybody. But I did like I, – I thought it was interesting that the two epicenters really were Chicago and Southern California. Yep. Pretty cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. And a little bit of follow-up on the Apple Music Classical app. I've been using it. Um, there has not been a better way to listen to classical music in my lifetime. Awesome. It is awesome. Like, it's really great. Uh, so it's just... Uh, is it I, insanely I, great? It's insanely great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you are even a casual classical music fan and you've, you're in the Apple uh, ecosystem, I highly recommend it. It's just... Uh, Great way to find stuff. Uh, great. I'm going to check it out. I, I, I've got it. Um, I, I flipped through it a little bit, but I need to play with it this weekend because I want to make sure it works with my Sonos because I really – I listen to a yeah. lot of classical on my Sonos around the house Excellent. when I'm home and, yeah. and it calms the dogs. Right. It really does. <laughs> it really calms the dogs. Um, and the interface was was beautiful. I think they did a really good job on the interface alone. Yeah. It's really nice. Cool. Uh, I saw this flip through Boing Boing and I just had to put it up here. It's called Gen X Thought of the Day. We invented the playlist. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you follow Slim Sherry on Instagram? I do not. Oh, she's hilarious. Uh, she has uh, – she basically just does these really funny Gen X videos. Um, 
But she's like, kids these days all have all emojis to help them express themselves. Every emotion possible trapped inside a little digital icon. When we were growing up, we did not have emojis. They weren't invented yet. We weren't even allowed to have emojis. Wait, that's emotions. Sorry. <laughs> if I want to express ourselves, we did it through our music. We made mixtapes. Damn yep. straight. And mm -hmm. if you don't know what a mixtape is, it's an analog version of a digital playlist trapped inside this little plastic container with a very delicate ribbon. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it was a tried and true method to uh, get a girlfriend. Yep. Yep. Or mm -hmm. after you broke up with one, which is <laughs> most of mine. <laughs> okay. Hence the angry skate punk. Ups and doodads. I signed up for YouTube Premium this week, Brian, because they mm -hmm. have all these cool new features, but I didn't care. I just really wanted to be able to turn my phone off and let it play in the background so I could listen to something. <laughs> I found out something, though. Uh, it's a the one month free trial and then eleven ninety nine a month if you do it through the web. Mm -hmm. I did not. I did it through iOS. It was oh. fifteen ninety nine, so four dollars more a month, which is forty eight dollars a year, which is not not insignificant. No, but it's, it's it's lovely that companies pass along their own expenses to you. Yes, yes. But the nice thing about it being through iOS is I can cancel and then re up next month through the web and save. You know. Well, I'll yeah. save forty-four dollars since I already <laughs> lost a dollar, lost four dollars through my experiment. Uh, I love it. I, it's fantastic. I think you're you're already a premium subscriber, right? Um, we did the kids thing, and I believe I crapped all over that because it was absolutely horrible. And uh, mm. then we actually decided, you know what, uh, we're going to get him completely off YouTube because it's just not you can't control the experience enough, mm. and he sees too many things. And uh, so, no more YouTube for the kid. He does not miss it anymore. And I hardly ever watch anything on YouTube, so I don't need a premium subscription. Okay. I've been watching more stuff on there because it's – when I can't find anything, I just like – it's also for some research stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. But it's – I'm just sick of the ads and also playing it they, – they, they, one of the big additions here is better video quality right. uh, when you're watching it through some of the apps and through the web. And I have a – 728 inch fire tv in my garage now because i moved yeah. it from the studio because i'm closing the studio and it is beautiful <laughs> i would have YouTube. to say that 95 percent of my youtube viewing is either uh trailers for something coming out or home improvement stuff uh, how mm. do i fix how do i fix this damn thing so quality doesn't matter too much to me I have a playlist for the the Breville uh, barista that we have at the house because I can never find the manual when it's time to clean it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Breville was fantastic with their videos on how to clean and descale your Breville barista. So <laughs> I watch those fairly often. So now I can watch it without ads. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, Brian, did you ever play Hurdle on Spotify? I did not because I heard about it. I, I hurdled about Hurdle and then I went – I went, I bet they don't license any of that music, and they they didn't. And <laughs> I was like, fuck those guys. <laughs> okay. Well, your wish is granted because they are shutting it down. Okay. It's done. No, nobody really cared because Wordle is dead. I still play. I still love it. But uh, now Hurdle is dead too. So. Yeah. Well, you know, everything shark fins. Everybody gets into it for a little bit and then gets tired of it. That's the way of the world. That is the way of the world. Another bit of a kind of follow-up. Uh, I think everybody remembers my complaints about uh, the weather apps, particularly the Apple weather app or even the dark sky. May it rest in peace. When I, was, when I was living on the coast because it never seemed to be accurate, could not be accurate. I'm no longer living on a coast. Weather is still not that back and accurate on any of the apps wait, that we use. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Toronto is on the edge of Lake Michigan, is it not? That's not a coast. 
Yeah, it is a kind of coast. There's no weather station in the middle of the lake. It's not that big of a lake. It's not an ocean. <laughs> it's a great lake. What the hell are you talking a about? A great lake is but a puddle to the Pacific, Jason. True. Anything is but a puddle to the Pacific, Brian. <laughs> Anyways, there's a long-form article over on the Atlantic, The Problem with Weather Apps and TLDR. They suck and tend to be incredibly wrong, and I feel very justified. I, I, I have switched over to the Apple Weather App since Rest in Peace, Dark Sky. Um, yeah, it's always wrong. Mm -hmm. It is completely wrong all the time. I don't time. know it's how. Beautiful, they, it's beautiful, but it's wrong. It's beautiful, but it's always wrong. Yeah. yeah. They, they took the UX and, and ported that over most of it, and that's it makes it pretty. So while, while it says it's sunny outside and it is actually hailing on your car because you <laughs> didn't have time to move it, uh, you can go, oh, this is a pretty app. Oh, shit, there goes my windshield. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Fuckers. Good times. Uh, I had to make a screenshot yesterday of our, our, our countrywide rankings that I texted you. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how the hell am I going to make a screenshot without making multiples and then opening Photoshop and stitching them together? Like, this has to be solved now. I need okay. to be able to take a screenshot of a full page in a browser. Well, um, it used to be built into, I think, maybe it was Vivaldi I was using that had it built in. Some some browser yes. had it built in. It was great. Uh, Brave does not. So I had to go find a new extension. And I found Awesome Screenshot. Name the is right there on the tin. The it's Great awesome. Magnet Strikes Again. I what don't happened? believe this. I got this exact extension and installed it two weeks ago for work because I had to go through a bunch of our like company subscriptions and take screenshots of how many users we had and who the users were and the billing pages for our finance department. And I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? And then I Googled and got that exact extension. It's awesome. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's right there on the tin. Awesome screenshot. It is awesome. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, I started running Stable Diffusion on my uh, M1 Pro 14-inch MacBook Pro, and it's got 32 gig of RAM, so that gives you a little baseline for the yeah, hardware should, that I'm running you should on. keep that on your computer if you're doing that weird kitty porno stuff. No, no, no. I'm not, that's Unstable Diffusion, Brian. <laughs> I am not unstable. I'm stable now. I'm a stable man. God damn, is it fucking slow. I'm sure. I mean, that M1 Pro Mac is faster than you, know, you can believe, but uh, since it doesn't really have a GPU in it, it's not that fast when running stable diffusion and honestly it's kind of shitty all right compared compared to mid journey it is really shitty but <laughs> uh i'm still learning that get the hang of it but i think i'm just gonna delete it <laughs> it's a lot of disk space for not a lot of as they say the juice isn't worth the squeeze on that right. one so but mm -hmm. i this brings me to an awesome article by cal newport who i'm having a love-hate relationship with recently um from just dumb shit that he says on his podcast but he writes really good essays, and he wrote one for the New York Magazine called "What Kind of Mind Does Chat GPT Have?" It which doesn't. Is, yeah, it does not. But <laughs> it is hands down the best explanation of how these things work. I I highly recommend everybody pop over there. You get one free article a month. Use it for <laughs> this, and uh, read it. It is a fantastic description of how these things work and how it describes what the black box is and, and how they're coming up with all of this shit that we're, we're enjoying so much. Right. Uh, did you get a chance to check it out? I have not yet. It's on my to-do, to-read list. Okay. I highly recommend it because it will give you a much better understanding. It, I mean, I was just blown away. I'm like, that's how it works. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have seen the light. I have seen the light. Um, so it's really cool. It is very, very cool. So I highly recommend checking that out. And a quick hat tip to OBK over at Clash Royale. He sent me- uh, You guys are just, still going? We're still going, man. <laughs> 
Wow, we're still going. We just won our we won our daily uh, clan wars yesterday, so we're st- we're we're still kicking. We got a couple spots open if anybody wants to join in. Uh, the clan is GOG.show over on Clash Royale. We're still having fun. Uh, he sent me this thing called the Final Mouse Centerpiece Keyboard. It is basically the most unusable keyboard you've ever seen. It is it is a giant LCD or LED screen that you can animate and then try and type on. <laughs> It is so stupid. It is so stupid. But it's neat. But you know what? I was just thinking you would have che- if this would have been available to us 20 years ago, we would have been all over it. Here's my credit card. Here's my credit card. <laughs> yep. All yep. over it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is uh it is definitely if for somebody in their 20s, this is the thing to get. <laughs> but if somebody in their 50s, I'm saving my 350 bucks. But and you have to go watch the video. The link is in the in the show notes. Go go check out the video. Just just to go. Who the fuck is going to use this thing? Twenty years ago, me. The dark side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to the segment formerly known as Security. Ha! We are joined, as always, by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast for all your cybersecurity news. The co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean. The co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy. And the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines are going to take over the world. Hi, Dave. That is a, that's a nice description of everything. It's fair. and I, There's nothing out of bounds there. I think that's good. I like yeah, it. I, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, ChatGPT. Appreciate your creativity. <laughs> no, Very nice. Ryan, we covered this last week. This is not ChatGPT. I, I wrote know. this from scratch. I know. Certified uh-huh. human bitches. Woo-hoo. So he says. So a, he says. <laughs> so uh, I, I bring something to the table here, gentlemen. Um, as as the lone person here that probably isn't a massive musical fan, and you guys both are. Uh, you mm-hmm. like your musical theaters, and I, I do appreciate Disneyfication of them, so I'm kind of there. But I stumbled across this show that I cannot believe has not been discussed and seems so directly up your guys' alley because musical theater and comedy. And I've watched a couple episodes, and I have to say I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. Have either of you heard of or seen Schmigadoon? I have. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, look uh, at this cast list: Cecily Strong, yeah. Keegan Michael, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, Jane Krakowski, the good old Matt Martin Short, often mentioned on this show. Uh, wow, they're stacked. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I will admit I've only seen one episode, which I enjoyed when it first came out, mm-hmm. and. It was one of those shows my wife and I watched together, and for no particular reason, we did not get back to it. And every time we see, the, yeah, every time <laughs> we see the promotion pop up on on Apple TV, we're like, "Oh man, we really got to get back to Schmigadoon. That was fun." And there's, we've just been busy watching other things, watching yeah. Ted Lasso and watching, uh, you know, Mandalorian and all the yeah, other yeah, shows. Gotta so put a pin in that until all these shows end. <laughs> right. Maybe it'll end up being a summertime viewing for us. But uh, I agree. It's fun. It's funny. It, it, there's a lot of uh, inside theater jokes, if that's your world. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's affectionately poking fun at the world of theater. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to revisit it. Jason, how about you? So in high school, I actually right out of high school, my best friend at the time had a really cool girlfriend who was in – she was cast as one of the leads in Brigadoon at, at her high school in Downers Grove North. And 
I really liked theater chicks and I really liked his girlfriend. (laughs) This is not going to end well. Eventually she became my (laughs) girlfriend, but through a different set of circumstances. But through that relationship, I attended every single rehearsal from, from the first rehearsal to the final performance of Brigadoon. I never, ever, ever want to see or hear anything that is remotely reminding me of Brigadoon ever again. <laughs> so mm. I believe I have, they just have, went with the title because it worked. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it is very triggering for me to think about Brigadoon. So uh, I, I, I may try it, but I'm just going to tell you right now, no. <laughs> Why don't you just rename it in your mind the Phantom of the Operoon? I can do that. I can do that. The Phantom of the Macaroon. There, that's ah, the Phantom one. of the Macaroon. Yes, it, it is delicious and lovely. Mm-hmm. Les uh, Miserables. Yeah, that, that'll work too. Uh, so maybe someday. But. I actually think you would really enjoy it, Jason. I probably will. I probably will. I mean, the As fact I that I like it a lot is saying mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, did you guys uh, see the uh, the Grogu Easter egg on Google this week? No, uh, I did yes, not. I did. Just uh, Google Grogu, and uh, you will notice that there is an Easter egg. And if you click on the little Grogu, fun things happen. So, oh, there he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Okay, he uses the Force. So <laughs> it's just very fun, very fun. Yeah, love it. Uh, we're almost done with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. this was a this was a very big packed episode full of plot being moved forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got much else to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. Other than they definitely, the marketing department has definitely gotten a new toy to sell with uh, Grogu's new uh, new uh, carriage device. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna they're gonna be selling a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah. I want one of those for my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if they can do yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Um, I don't want to mechanize Bam Bam. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, one of my dogs is a very, very little dog, like a little ten pound dog. So she Uh, would be perfect in this thing, and then she could she could walk around the lake path that goes, uh, you know, around the lake where all the geese are, and and just (laughs) take them out with some kind of laser. She would very much (laughs) like to do. Um, yeah, I wonder my, – my, actually, my youngest son made an interesting point, which is, is does – is the Mandalorian no longer primarily about the Mandalorian? Well, I think about, it's about in, Katie Sackhoff, the Mandalorian that will unite them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is now the Mandalorian, yes. Yeah, uh, I was uh, – I'm not – you know, it's not where I thought the show would go. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's only casually into Star Wars. Uh, about the show last night, we were doing a little texting back and forth, and and he wrote back and said, "Look, we're about the same age. A show full of Boba Fetts—that's just better for me." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm I also think... imagining there's going to be a ton of really cool cosplay coming out of this show, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes, Mandalorian boobs. You get a lot of that. Well, we've got we've got new uh, we've got a new variation on stormtroopers. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, the uh, the very Darth Vader esque outfit of Beskar for for the big right. baddie. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I think yeah. that I'm having the biggest problem with this because at the same time this is airing, I, I think this would be a hell of a lot better for me if I wouldn't be watching it at the same time. I'm watching the last season of Picard, which is so fucking good. <laughs> And then I, is it, I go over to this, which is good, but yeah. in comparison, 
not even – well, I guess I was going to say not even in the same universe, but that's true. They're not that's in the same true. universe. <laughs> uh, if, if you straddle the Star Wars-Star Trek divide, you are getting uh, riches from Star Trek. And the Star Wars Mandalorian, which used to be riches, is looking a bit Bitcoin in comparison. Hmm. Maybe ETH. Maybe we'll get a little ETH. <laughs> it can do smart Yeah, that's, that's another one. The, the Picard show is another one that we've, we just have not picked up. We watched the first season. And it's on our list to do season two and three. And I'm hearing great oh, things two. about season you don't, three. You don't need to. You don't need season two at all. Uh, really? You, you need uh, the last episode. I like, I like Q. Maybe the last episode. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And the Q departure is very touching. That was Oh, yes, 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 yeah. um, no, yes. Okay. T, you go ahead and watch anyway. two, but season three is like. It's it. It's it. it. Like yeah. people, I, we're all okay. losing our minds. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty much. I'll, I'll look forward to that. So. I got a I got a scam come at me this week, and I thought it was very clever. Just so the one. To, uh, <laughs> this, the one. This is the one that was that actually got through my filters to make me go. That's clever. <laughs> so it's a it's a PayPal attempt. No, right. it's a. I, I got this thing, and it's uh, it says, "Don't recognize this request? Call PayPal and it gives a phone number. Apple Inc. sent you a money request, and it was a money request for nine hundred ninety nine dollars and one cent." Now, Not unfeasible for you. Exactly. Well, it's <laughs> it's weird that Pay- or Apple would be asking for money through PayPal. But yes. here's the really fun part. The actual name of the person that has sent the money request is don't recognize this request. Call PayPal at 1-888-blah-blah-blah, <laughs> Apple Inc. That's the full name of it. So the whole scam is to get you to call the phone number. Right. Yeah. Which is – I've never seen this before. Have you guys seen this, this type of uh, attack? Yes, you have. I have. Oh. I mean, well, well he I mean, does do a I podcast guess, about. I was going to say you do things. kind of work yeah. in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and we get a lot of inbound stuff from our listeners over on Hacking Humans, so so we see a lot of this, and you know, for our catch of the day segment, and so yes, there are a lot of these where the goal is to get you to call them, and then you're in the call center, and then you've got human interaction, and all bets are off. Mm. Yeah, because okay. they're very good at what they do. Very good at what they do. I thought it was very clever. And I think the really – the what what kind of got them – I mean granted I knew it was going to be bullshit because it's Apple sent me a money request. I knew that wasn't going to happen. The, the one thing that really gets them is the fact that the fonts are different. They use yeah. the font yes. for the name versus the sent you a money request. But again, so there is you a differentiation. would get that, but you are not the target audience. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure a lot of people call this number. Yeah, almost exactly. Probably almost and all the, of them. The giveaway yes. for me was the space. After request and the question mark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right. So we're being thrown off by the kerning. Uh, what? I mean, just the slappy graphic design is substandard. And <laughs> but, that, but these are methods of discerning these things if you're if you've been around long enough. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. It's true. And but and again, that's one of the things that people are concerned about with uh, things like ChatGPT is that they'll be able to run these things through those. They'll yeah. certainly clean up the English. So that will be a thing. Although I am curious if PayPal has like rudimentary filtering where like if you don't recognize this request, question mark got rejected, but you stick a, you stick a simple space in there and it gets through. Yeah. That yeah. could be it. That could be it. Break the filter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting yeah. idea. 
I just thought that yeah. was I thought that was very interesting. It, it, it is. I, I was just like when I see scams that come through that are actually clever. I, I you know the the evil in me goes. Hmm, <laughs> wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah, yeah I I know some folks uh, some folks in my family who have fallen for this sort of thing where there's a phone number that you have to call and and a family member of mine called to because they thought that someone was going to bill them for something because that's yeah. what this is, right? No, and, I, I told and, my mom, like, any request for a phone call, you forward that to me first. And I've exactly. trained her up on that. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Now, here's something that scratches my head because, Brian, and I, you've, you and I have talked about this at length on the show about how we just talked about it last week when mm-hmm. we leave a job. We are very, very particular about scrubbing all of our access, making sure that people know that we need our access removed, yep. get rid of my passwords. I do not want anything. Well, I never uh, want to get sued by somebody that I no longer work with. Yep. Uh, well, this website called Password Manager, which I've never heard of, which is kind of a bad name for <laughs> whatever it is. They did a survey of uh, about 1,000 U.S. workers and asked them if they had logged into their former employees' websites or former employers' websites or accounts or anything or whatever. Yeah. after after they had been let go or quit. And mm-hmm. a staggering amount of people still log back into the accounts. Staggering amount of people. And I don't know what people think. What are they thinking? Well, here's the deal. Uh, here, here's the breakdown. A lot of people wanted to access the paid subscriptions of the employer, so that's about 25%. Disrupt company activities comes down to 10%. Those mm-hmm. are the 10% that are just dumb. Yeah. Um, get access to their old emails, 64%. And access company data, one. also dumb, 44%. Mm-hmm. Stop it, people. Stop it. It's illegal. Yeah, and it as far as illegal. accessing company email goes, the thing that you do as part of your exit interviews, you ask for them to forward all uh, set up a forwarding thing for at least a month. I mean, and the, most of them will say no. It's yeah, their email. They want, every, no. they want everything. But you That's ask right. for it. Yeah, yeah, you can ask. You can ask. But also just be very clear that you want all of your access tokens removed and test them. Test them on it. Say, look. And if it, Ah, if it, but that's if the catch-22, Jason. You test them and then all of a sudden now you've logged in. But you follow <laughs> that up with an email saying, hey, this, still, this, 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 and this. Follow it up with an email. Don't just test it and go, hmm, okay, maybe I'm going to put this in my back pocket for that day. No, don't do that. Seriously. Yep. I also yeah. go through my password managers and I remove anything related so it's no longer on my systems at all. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. I'm I'm bad at that, but yeah. Just to clarify that. what what you said there Jason that technically even if your uh access still works, even if your password still works, pa- logging into your old employer's accounts when you no longer work there is a violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. Yep. Yes. Yep. So the onus the of responsibility of is on you not to do it, not for them to fix it. That's right. Yeah. That's remove right. all those old bookmarks, you know, remove all your fetch FTP bookmarks, your Telnet bookmarks, your SSH keys, all of that stuff. Get yeah. rid of it immediately. Take them off your MySpace top eight friends. <laughs> yeah. Get them off, get them off that discord <laughs> channel that you share with all your friends. Uh, but that, that, Going down that rabbit hole got me to a website that I'd never seen called layoffs.fyi. It's it's the new fucked company, but a lot less fun. Um, and on this website, there are links to spreadsheets 
of the people who are freshly unemployed, some with email addresses, some with websites, some with, you know, just links to their LinkedIn profiles, but the ones with the, the email addresses, just it scratches, it's a head scratch. What the fuck are you thinking? There is no privacy anymore. You are, so, no, I mean, these people asked to be put on these. I'm like, I would never hire anybody that asked to be put on this public spreadsheet that said you just got fired from a place or That's let what go LinkedIn is off. for. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. The, just the fishing opportunities right there are just enormous. People yeah. are so stupid. Yeah. You know, those are probably but, the same 10% that are logging back into their old company, I guess. Well, no, I, I just think it's let's stop for just a moment and consider the mental and emotional state that you may be in when you are freshly laid off and uh, a certain degree of desperation might. Usually, sneak I, I in. felt and great so you relief. Could say, well, yes, but, <laughs> but yes, but um, you could see people trying to get their contact information out to as many people as possible. No matter but whether is this or not that's the best wise. way to do that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But all I'm saying is you can understand why some yes. people would have this impulse. Yes, as as misguided as it may be. Agreed. It also shows why they probably got let go. Just saying. Okay, that's fair. Self-selecting Self samples. Self-selecting samples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Sure. Okay, sure. Uh, and we do have a new bug bounty program from OpenAI. Mm. So they yeah. can go in and fix the thing that they can't figure out because it's a black box? <laughs> they, uh, obviously, ChatGPT can't fix itself. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, up to a maximum $20,000 reward. But they're doing 200 to 6500 per vuln. Um, mm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see sure. how it goes. Good. Yeah. I mean, I love that you are you are expected to, as always, they say you are expected as always to comply with all applicable laws. <laughs> okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. and they're a partial safe harbor. That's the interesting thing. So you have to you have to read these these things. I, I put it in here, but I'm not going to go through it. But you have to read these rules very carefully. So, because um, hmm. there are there are gotchas here. You know mm -hmm. that you can. It, it's it's partially a way for them not to pay you, yeah. Uh, just because that's the cynic in me. But uh, mm -hmm. other ways where it's like they they're they're trying to keep control over what's happening. So just be very careful, I'd say. So is this if you unmask too great a bug or too dangerous a bug that they may come after you? Is that what partial safe harbor means? I'm not. I'm sure. guessing. I'm guessing. It says OpenAI will not threaten or bring any legal action against anyone who makes a good faith effort to comply with this bug bounty policy. This okay. includes any claim under the DMCA for circumventing technological measures to protect the services and applications eligible under this policy. This sounds like a clause to sue the hell out of you if obviously you found a way in and started poking around to find out. Yeah. Kinda, you know, he says we consider your security research to be authorized under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act and or similar state laws, and we waive any restrictions in our applicable terms and terms of use and usage policies that would prohibit your participation in this policy, but only for the limited purpose of your security research under this policy. Yeah, this so sounds you like you better them. better yeah. find the bugs just through normal usage. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean they're giving you they're giving you pretty broad leeway here, but the thing is. If you're breaking into their systems, you best be in the bug bounty program, which <laughs> right. actually might be a right. way around. <laughs> if you're, right. you're going to hack open AI, sign, up, sign up for the bug bounty program and then just have at it. And if they <laughs> if they catch you, go, no, 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 no. Here's a bug. <laughs> Found it. Yeah. Found your bugs. I don't know. This just seems like there's – I don't know. I, 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 I'm I not a Ben Yellen, so I can't, yeah, can't talk is, to the legalities of this. sounds a lot of legal dancing going on. 
Yeah. Get yelling on yeah. the horn. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. What do you guys think? Is this a good thing? Bad thing? I, I, I support any company having bug bounty programs. I think it's wise. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before we go, uh, I just want to say that I am very grumpy about the notion of juice jacking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into it uh, super deeply here. I covered it on the most recent episode of Smashing Security. So if you want all the details, go over there. But I think this is a uh, – do look into it. This is a case of um, lazy media reporting on a solution in search of a problem. As Jason and would say, a tempest in a teapot. There you go. Absolutely. And yeah. I am I'm annoyed and perturbed that this is being picked up by one media outlet after another without doing any. All you have to do is look at the Wikipedia page, which says there has never been a documented case of this happening. <laughs> yes. Yep. None of them have done that. All the None reputable tech sites are putting out stories about how this is not a thing. And yet I heard a 20 minute piece on NPR about how it's a thing. Today. Exactly. Yeah. And if exactly. you look at my DMs on Instagram, you will see all of my friends sending me stupid videos about how this is a thing. And I'm like, it's not a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I put out on Mastodon earlier today, I wonder, is juice jacking the new version of my phone is listening to me? God, I hope Ooh. not. <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah. Fast not. forward 10 more years and we're still talking about juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just one other thing for our listeners, if anybody can help me figure something out. Uh, we cut the cord a couple months ago. We've been using YouTube TV to replace our cable subscription. It's been going great. Uh, baseball is a problem. We are in the Baltimore area. We are Baltimore Orioles fans and their games. Can't are help on, you with that. <laughs> they're on a thing called Masson, which is a local sports network. And I would just like to be able to watch a baseball game every now and then. And you'd think that my local baseball team would like me to watch their baseball game and see the ads on their baseball game. But this seems to be a hole in the coverage. So I'm just wondering if any of our listeners have the solution or maybe you guys do. I I can tell you what I do being a baseball fan and the Dodgers being my team. And obviously I cannot get Sportsnet, which is the LA station here. Um, I am on the MLB app. It is a hundred some odd bucks a month. So, or not month, a year. So not cheap, but comparable to any streaming network at this point. Um, So I can watch all my Dodgers games. Now what you need to do, and this is very important before you decide to sign up, is you need to Google blackout restrictions for your area. Right, Because there are quite a number of them. For instance, because I am in Canada, they have decided, uh, because the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have been bought out by Sportsnet or Rogers or whatever freaking service here. There are only two of them. It's one of them. And they have, in their great wisdom, decided that if you live in Canada at all, not just the greater Toronto area, anywhere in Canada, uh, all Toronto Blue Jays games are blacked out on the MLB app. This is obviously Ugh. pissing off a lot of people because if I'm paying for the MLB app, I should be able to watch any game I want. But right. they're they're doing the dance with all the people that have bought out rights in local areas. I understand that Toronto Blue Jays games are also blacked out in like Detroit and Chicago and kind of like the, the – it's all over the place. But there is an up-to-date map out there somewhere. I Googled it a while ago to figure out why the fuck I wasn't able to watch Blue Jays games. And they've got it for all the major areas and teams that you want to follow. So you can click on the team and you can find out where you're blocked out at. I don't know how MLB gets around it. I thought I could trick it using my VPN. It knows. 
(laughs) (laughs) So hopefully Netflix and HBO and everybody else doesn't get MLB's what system that they are using because Uh I have put myself in Los Angeles. I have put myself in in Tokyo. I have put myself in New York. And I cannot get around the Blue Jays blackouts. Yeah. Cookies. Probably a cookie thing. I'm not like a major hardcore baseball fan or Orioles fan, but I just I would love to have the ability in the summertime to do what I've always done, which is put it on in the background yep. and enjoy the ambience of a baseball game. But yep. I can't do that right now. Well, and it's you know, MLB is great for that. And I, I just, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm mostly a Dodgers fan. I will occasionally watch a Blue Jays game, but there is something soothing about just the sound of baseball in the background. So exactly. often when I'm working from home, I will just put on MLB and whatever game happens to be on right now, I just have in the background and it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. But, but again, look if, at the if any of our situation. listeners know what the secret is uh, that we're missing, the one, one, one trick that'll allow us to watch baseball game, one weird trick that'll allow us to watch <laughs> baseball games in our area, yeah. please let us know. Yeah. LA did the same thing a, a while ago and people lost their minds. That's when they gave exclusive rights to Sportsnet because most bars didn't have, because that was only through Spectrum. So if you mm-hmm. had Dish TV or or you had uh, any kind of satellite or anything else that wasn't Spectrum, you could not get Dodgers games. So bars were losing out on it. People were like people that had different methods or a cord cut couldn't watch Dodgers anymore. And guess right. what? That's the way it still is. It's MLB yeah. Network with a VPN sometimes if you can get it to work or you have to get the service. All right. Well, that's what I'm grumpy about. So I agree. <laughs> I think I have it here. I think I have it. Um, so here's what you do. You guys both get it. Uh, Brian, you can VNC into Dave's machine for Dodgers games <laughs> and yeah. his game, and then and, and vice versa, go the other way around for Orioles games. So you guys uh-huh. just have computers set up so you guys can watch each each other's blacked out games <laughs> from a different location. Just VNC it, just, it. It all makes yeah. it a bit too hard, doesn't it? Sure. It should be easy. Sure. That's the whole point. <laughs> Zero friction. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the thing I'm looking to do on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Tech to relax and unwind. With Brian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, good luck with your baseball uh, quest. Thank I mean, you. really, do you want to watch the Orioles? It's painful. I. <sighs> Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Over at PayPal, we've got Ralph, Miles, Natalie, Sherry, Linda, and Edward. Woohoo! Over at the tip jar, we've got Nick, Jeff, and Theodore. And our obligatory Patreon shout-out. Uh, if you want to get the show a little bit early, ad-free, and in high res, sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash G-O-G. It makes us all very happy. Yes. And we have a new review, a five-star review. Not unpleasant from one-time fan. Although one-time fan makes it sound like not a fan anymore. Still I a five-star they, review. So I'm hoping they've got that username for another show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> They're stuck with it. <laughs> Anyone old enough to remember a time before the internet, and that's a bit geeky, come on, it's right in the name, is going to enjoy this, a freewheeling discussion about tech news, books, movies, cancer, alcoholism, and whatever. The takes are cynical, but annoyingly well-informed. Skip if you still... (laughs) Yeah. Or know-it-alls. Skip if you still harbor illusions that Silicon Valley is going to usher in a Star Trek utopia. I don't know what it is, but the show is one I always play first when there's a new episode. Not pleasant, but also not unpleasant. (laughs) <laughs> that's us. We are annoyingly well-informed and not unpleasant. Yeah, that's going to go on my business card. 
<laughs> yep. And happy belated birthday to our favorite scientist, Dr. David Teeter. Hope you tied one on and stop texting me when fucking Picard is still running. Anyway, happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Ryan Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 597. And there you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channels if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Play ball! Some restrictions may apply, some blackout restrictions may also apply, and the VPN won't work.